It is Monday, July 1st, and this is The Rayleigh. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it is time for another episode of The Rayleigh. And for Scranton Wilkes-Barre, they fell again. This time, a series-ending sweep at the hands of the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. And Scranton Wilkes-Barre comes into today's series opener against Pawtucket, looking to avoid its largest losing streak of the season. They've lost four in a row, including 10-7 yesterday to the Pigs. The scoring, though, began for Scranton Wilkes-Barre in the first inning, and it was a couple of men retired to begin the game. Tyler Wade then with an infield single, and the next man up, Clint Frazier. The 1-1, Frazier hits it high in the air towards right field. On the way back, Adams, this skips off the wall. Wade, round second. Doug Davis will send him home. Here comes the throw. Out of the hand of Castillo, it bounces off the infield dirt, and Frazier will take third. It's an RBI double for Clint Frazier, Scranton Wilkesbury, out to an early one to nothing lead. But Lehigh Valley responded with a leadoff home run in the second inning from Nick Williams. The leadoff home run came against Brody Kerner, who entered out of the bullpen in back of Ben Heller. Heller is recovering from Tommy John's surgery, and it was his first appearance in AAA in a couple of years since 2017. Heller's a guy that has big league time, but the big thing for Heller coming back from Tommy John surgery is just that his arm looks healthy, and it looked pretty good against the Iron Pigs. He faced four batters, walked one, struck out one in his third rehab appearance overall, having made a couple earlier with the Tampa Tarpons down in high A. So he went a scoreless inning. Brody Kerner gave up a solo home run in the second, and the game was tied at one going into the fourth inning. But granted, Wilkes-Barre... Had runners at first and second with two outs as the leadoff man, Mike Ford, came up. 3-2, the runners go. The pitch, a swing and a line drive into the glove of the diving Ali Castillo. The pop-up, the throw to first is not in time. Eric Kratz rounds third. He comes home, and Mike Ford legs out an infield single. Eric Kratz sprints home, and the two guys you'd expect put on blazing speed displays to put the Rail Riders ahead 2-1 here in the fourth. Some leadoff speed from the leadoff hitter and Scranton Wilkesbury jumped ahead to one. After Brave Valera hit by a pitch, that brought up Tyler Wade. It's a comfortable two, bet. Two two pitch to Wade, a swing and a line drive right center field. Adams hustles over, it drops down. He picks it up on the backhand. One run scores. They wave home forward. He scores. Bravik Valera goes first to third as the ball thrown into the infield. Lane Adams holds Tyler Wade to a single, but it's a two-run single. It's Grant Wilkesbury up 4-1 here in the fourth inning. A 4-1 lead, but that would be short-lived as Lehigh Valley put four runs on the board in the bottom of the fourth inning. They added a run in the fifth, and so they led by a pair. It was 6-4 in the bottom of the fifth inning, and that was the same score going into the seventh when Tyler Wade began a rally with a leadoff double, meaning that two batters later, the tying run in the box was Logan Morrison. With the wind at his back out to right field. The pitch to Morrison. Swing and a fly ball right center field. This is hit pretty well. It sends Hazley back. He turns around at the wall. He looks up and it's gone. Number 15 is a game-tying homer for Logan Morrison here in the seventh. And we are knotted at six. He has been red hot for Scranton Wilkes-Barre. And the numbers keep piling up for Lomo. That's his third game-tying homer in the last couple of weeks for the Rail Riders, but again, short-lived as Lehigh Valley put four runs on the board at the bottom of the seventh, including Davey Gruyon's 12th homer of the year, a three-run shot, and that made it comfortably 10-6 in the bottom of the seventh. Those Granton Wilkes-Barre added a run in the ninth, 
on an Eric Kratz RBI base hit. That was really it for Scranton Wilkesbury. They never brought the tying run up the rest of the way once they had fallen behind 10-6. Yesterday, Sunday, and that means, as always, it's time to get you a look around the system. And we've got all four reports this week. From Single A Charleston with Matt Dean, High A Tampa with Nick Flamia, Double A Trenton and John Moses, and our very own Adam Marco here in AAA. All right, guys, take it away. With this look at the Charleston River Dogs, I'm Matt Dean. The River Dogs have won four of their last five entering play on Sunday, bouncing back from a slow start following the All-Star break to get back to 500 in the second half. Charleston's stout pitching staff has gotten some tremendous work out of the bullpen by Gonzaga product Daniel Bees as of late. After working three scoreless frames on Wednesday in Rome, the six-foot, eight-inch right-hander has not allowed a run in 11 straight innings. Just drafted in the seventh round by the Yankees just last summer, Bees took a non-traditional path to professional baseball, seeing himself cut from the Gonzaga team after coming on as a walk-on his freshman year. It didn't feel good at the time, and I think it was honestly one of the best things that's ever happened to me. It completely transformed my work ethic. I would say that I, I worked hard before, but after that, I, I didn't think that anybody worked harder than me, and that was always my goal, was to be the hardest worker after that. After cracking the team the next season, Bees faced new challenges with the thoughts of professional baseball starting to creep into his mind for the first time. It was my first collegiate start and there was probably 10-15 guns in the background and it just scared the crap out of me. I had never seen radar guns in my life. I was like somebody that just showed up at a Gonzaga baseball camp like two weeks before school started and uh, went from that to seeing radar guns from professional scouts and thinking, holy crap, like I could actually go pro. And Beast has a unique resource, his grandfather Don Bees, a former PGA Tour winner, to help him navigate the mental rigors of the game. He's been a huge influence on me just in my baseball career just because he's really good with the mental game, obviously being a professional golfer, and that's just such a mental game. He's helped me out as far as the the one-on-one battle between the, the pitcher and the hitter. You know, you're alone on the mound and on all the golf course, you're you're the only guy walking down the fairway hitting your shot, so he definitely has a appreciation for what, what I am going through on the mound. Charleston and Bees go for the series win against the Tourists on Sunday at 5.05. With this look at the Riverdogs, I'm Matt Dean. With the Tampa Tarpons, I'm Nick Flamia. Outfielder Isaiah Gilliam has quietly been the most consistent hitter on the Tarpons this season, leading the team in batting average at 274, as well as on-base percentage at 359. The 22-year-old began his season by going 4-for-10 with three walks, a double, and a home run during eight games with the New York Yankees in spring training. Gilliam was then named a first-time All-Star after hitting 275 with seven home runs and 25 RBI in the first half of the season with the Tampa Tarpons. I asked Gilliam what, if anything, he's focused on improving here in the second half. Um, you know, it's always, you know, every day I come here, I'm trying to be better than yesterday. So, um, you know, defense, uh, you know, plate discipline, um, trying to steal more uh, bases. Uh, but mainly it's just trying to do whatever I can to help this team win. One noticeable trend by the switch hitter is that no matter if he's batting lefty or righty, Gilliam likes to go the opposite field. And I asked the Georgia native about that. Yeah, I mean, I figure that, uh, you know, over 80% of the time uh, when I'm hitting, the pitcher tends to pitch, out, you know, outside. And, um, you know, my approach is slightly opposite field. But, you know, I keep, the, I keep the pull mentality, you know, in the back of my head in case if they try to, you know, run one up on me. 
But, I mean, even if they do, I assume that um, it's just for show and they're just going to continue to go to the, um, you know, outside of the plate. With multiple hits in four of his last eight games, Gilliam is back in the lineup this afternoon as the Tarpons battle the Florida Fire Frogs in a rubber game at 1 p.m. With the Tarpons, I'm Nick Flamia. With the Trenton Thunder, I'm John Moses. This week, Davey Garcia has once again dominated the headlines at AA, named the Eastern League Pitcher of the Week, and to the Eastern Division roster for the Eastern League All-Star Game on Monday afternoon. Garcia stepped to the mound on Monday night and made more history, throwing the first five innings of a combined no-hitter against the Reading Fight and Phils. After Garcia struck out nine over his five innings, Domingo Acevedo delivered two scoreless innings, and Daniel Alvarez stepped to the mound for the final two. Here's a 1-0. Swing and a flare. Center field charging in. Crawford, he makes the catch. It's a combined no-hitter. The fourth nine-inning no-hitter in Trenton's franchise history. A 7-0 Trenton win. As the year of the pitcher continues in the Eastern League, the sixth no-hitter in the league this season. Catcher Kellen Deglin helped put Garcia's performance in perspective after catching the 20-year-old right-hander once again on Monday night. I can't imagine. I think, you know, a lot of 20-year-olds are playing the College World Series right now, and he's in double-A, getting a lot of good hitters to swing and miss. So, I mean, it says a lot about his stuff. And now he's he's got four really good pitches, and, and, and we've also been developing his changeup as well. So the slider and changeup have come a long way. And he's, he's always had the fastball and the curveball, so... Garcia capped off his week by being named to the American League roster for the Sirius XM Futures game taking place on Sunday, July 7th at Progressive Field, home of the Cleveland Indians. With the Thunder, I'm John Moses. With this look at the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders, I'm Adam Marco. On Thursday, AAA Baseball announced the rosters for the 2019 AAA All-Star Game to be played July 10th in El Paso. Scranton-Wilkes-Barre, first place club in the International League's Northern Division, sending four players, Mike Ford, Ryan McBroom, Kyle Higashioka, and J.P. Fireisen. At the time of the announcement, Ford was hitting 325 with 18 home runs and 47 runs batted in, and the second best on base percentage in the league at 424. Ryan McBroom had a 319 average, was third in slugging percentage, fifth in OPS, and sixth in extra base hits. Kyle Higashioka has 12 home runs on pace to surpass his career high set in 2016. As for J.P. Fireisen, 24 appearances, sporting a 6-0 record and a 2.21 ERA with four saves. Rail Riders bullpen coach Doug Davis really raves about J.P. Fireisen and what it takes for a reliever to get elected to an all-star game. A lot of times, I think, in the, with these all-star games, it's difficult for a relief pitcher to get voted in. And uh, so obviously the numbers uh, were huge for J.P. And, uh, and they've been pretty consistent all season long. I, I think he's really felt comfortable, and I think that's the biggest thing with him. I, I had a chance to catch a lot of his flat grounds early in the season. Uh, I know he was working on some stuff with Tommy Phelps, and, uh, you know, he applied himself very well. Uh, I think he certainly was able to do some of the things that Tommy wanted him to do, and, and he was able to carry those things into the game. And every time he goes out there, he's, he's very confident in himself and what he's taken to the mound, and, and it's certainly shown. The Rail Riders, I'm Adam Marco. That is going to do it for us today on the Rayleigh. First pitch tonight in Pawtucket at 6.05. Scranton Wilkesbury plays its 82nd game of the season tonight, but their first against the Pawtucket Red Sox at McCoy Stadium and only the fourth head-to-head matchup between these two teams this season. 
Pre-game coverage with Adam Marco and me begins at 5.35 tonight. You can catch all of the action on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.